run a marathon with better buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we have the fabulous streamer himself, Maddie. Hello. Hello. Yes. Maddie underscore misplaced on Twitch. That's me. And the man with a plan to eat flan, James. That's me. That's I what I go by. Flan. I think it's Is it flan? Is it not flan? I think how you, like, is it? Uh, well, what, is it French? So there's oh. got to be probably a, I don't know. I didn't short, swallow enough oh, syllables uh, for it to be French. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, hmm. Yeah, is and flan's like a bread, right? Flan, whatever. It's a bread, right? Like it's it's yeah. kind of like a a flat bread, right? Yeah, it's like a, I I don't know if it's a type of bread or if it's like a way to make bread. Um, I'm pretty I sure it's just bread. A, I thought it was more of not a. Not a bread, but like a pastry. I thought it was like a, like Maybe. like a cake esque sort of. I I think it's like it's like in between like actual bread and then like a genuine pastry. That's that's how I like have interpreted. Oh well, it, I'm but... way I'm apparently way off on what it is. It's a um, it's more close to creme brulee. It's hmm. a oh, it's a yeah, creme okay. creme caramel with a caramel putting custard dessert with a layer of caramel sauce. Uh, the difference is creme brulee has a hard caramel layer. Uh, flan has a soft caramel layer. Oh, it's the it's the soft caramel that got me. It made me think it was bread. How dare you, soft caramel. My bad. My bad. No, that's all good. We all learned, we all learned what flan was today. Yeah, educational. And any day you learn something is a good day to die. What? what? I don't. <laughs> sure. Why not? I, I mean. I mean, technically, any day is a good day to die. Yeah, right. I feel I like mean, today. I mean, a good day to die is. Uh, it's relative. That's yeah. relative, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Our better buddies icebreaker this week is. Oh, so now we're doing the icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we're doing the icebreaker. Uh, James, it's your fault. I'll put it that way. Because okay. the icebreaker oh, is, oh. which is better, gum or mints? Inspired wow. by your um, <laughs> stance on mint products. Yes. Um, I'm going to go. Do you mind if I go first on this one? This yes, is, Matt. Uh, would you please, please go do, first? Then we can uh, decide how much time we get for our answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'll try to keep it succinct. Uh I would say mints. Um, that's mainly because, like, with gum, um, I I always feel like I chew it for a really short amount of time, and I've had people tell me this. Like, they'll give me gum, and within like five minutes, for me, once it loses its flavor, I spit it out. Like, I'm not someone who can chew gum for like an hour or whatever. Um, and I love Altoids. I love Altoid mints. So I am gonna say mints overall. For me personally, because I feel like there's less of, of like an obligation, and I still get the same thing I would get out of gum. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Long, but fair. 
I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta agree with James on this one. I fucking, first of all, Altoids are just great. They're just good to have, right? They're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, and they still make them in a tin, which is awesome. Like you can actually, it sounds dumb, but you can use that tin for stuff. Yeah, exactly. You just use them for like, well, I don't use them for anything. I usually just toss them, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm the same way. Uh, about gum as James as I think I just can't chew anything for a long period of time I just like it's a compulsory thing like if it's in my mouth for a certain amount of time I have to swallow it and I just can't mm-hmm. like you know I just can't do it with so mints just do the same thing as gum right they like freshen your breath other than like maybe like fruity gum if you like like juicy fruit Heck yeah, give me that juicy fruit. That Bazooka oh, Joe. Big Red, though. Big Red is probably... If I had to chew gum, it would be the cinnamon um, Big Red gum. Oh, but, cinnamon gum is, is as the kids would say, it's a move. Uh, I like cinnamon gum quite a bit, actually. Um, oh, I will never, I will never really take a cinnamon mint. I, I do like cinnamon mints, but I prefer, like, just the regular, like, mint mints. Um, but I do called, like... Uh, Cinnamon. Hey, yo. Cinnamon. hey, look at you. Look at you with the wordplay. Oh my god. I have some some puns. You do? <laughs> <laughs> I, Matt, I, I hope your chat backs me up a little bit that cinnamon gum is an atrocity. First off. <gasps> what? Whoa. Are you joking me? Cinnamon gum is literally the best gum. Every other gum, like... Well, peppermint gum, like like I said, you can do the same thing with mints. But like, the only reason to choose like peppermint gum is to make your breath better, right? And you can do that with mints a lot easier, I think. I think the only advantage that gum has over mints, if you're using it for breath freshening, is that you're actually able to get it. Like, it sounds dumb, but you're actually able to get it more like into your mouth, like kind of all around. Like the problem with me and yeah. Altoids. I will like suck on them for like 20 seconds and then I'll just bite down and chew. And it's like, that does freshen your breath, but I do feel like mint gum actually, like when you're chewing it actually does a better job. Maybe. I um, guess that's fair. Okay. So I'm, I'm in camp gum in case that hasn't been made clear already. Um, yeah. Camp because, gum. Yeah. I, a, I like blowing bubbles with bubble gum. I find it very satisfying. Ooh. Um, and MacGyver chew up a piece of gum, stick two things together, or use the foil wrapper to connect two electrical wires. Boom. Useful. What do mints do? They mint. That's it. What a bunch of nerds. Oh, wait, they're hey, not nerds, I they're mints. A, hey, guys, I gotta, I gotta pause real quick here, because you want to know who just popped into my chat? Oh. Who? Uh, Hudson. Hudson is in my <gasps> chat right now. What? He said, he said, hey, hey, fellas, just popping in real quick to see how the sausage is made, as they say. Uh, I don't like cinnamon gum. Original flavor trident for me. Well, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, Hudson. Trident gum is, uh, that's a staple, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think if I was to chew any mint-flavored gum, it would be trident because it's small, and then I don't feel bad about, like, spitting it out or swallowing it because it's just, like, the the quantity of it is just small enough to, like, freshen your breath and then 
like Man, get out of there. I gotta double check because I think I'm confusing Trident with something else. Trident is a small, like little rectangular. Yeah. Um, in this little cardboard like pack or yeah, I always packages. thought Trident was longer. There's another gum I had literally the, like the other day that's like much shorter and like short squat, way less gummed overall. Mm. Uh, it's Orbit gum, I think. Orbit. Uh, Orbit is like the yeah Orbit spearmint. It's not. It's. I don't think Orbit is like the rectangular shape. I think it's like the, like the rounded, like yeah. almost boxy looking. Yeah. Think, like like it looks almost like ravioli, but without the fringy stuff. But like yeah, it almost it almost with the hard like, outer shell. It almost looked like a Tide Pod. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Orbit's yeah. definitely less gum than Trident, though. Like just based They're on size, great. I literally had some like a week ago. They're about the same, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, all, gum is yeah, gum cool. is superior. Hmm. Hmm. Oh my gosh, are we? Get, we should we should get like a little little mini uh, mini sode where it's just us ranking gums. <laughs> like just, there's there's a stretch goal there S-tier, for us. S tier gum. A tier <laughs> gum. I was gonna say that was. Uh, do you remember? Do you guys remember? Was it over this past summer, or was it like the year before, where those tiered lists were like the big thing? Like it's still, it's still, a, it's still a thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely this year and last year. It's it's been a, it's been a thing for a while though. Where because uh, Moist Critical did a tier list of imposters and Among Us. <laughs> Um, just with the with the YouTubers and streamers that he's played with and he's watched, so it was pretty it was pretty interesting. Not gonna lie, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I, there we go. There's a there, if we can get a hundred downloads on a single episode, we will rank gum. <laughs> yes, we'll all go by. Oh my god! All right, guys. Well, all right, with chat, yeah. you heard him. Yeah. Share better buddies <laughs> with a friend. And get get us get us to rank gum. You'll get to watch Maddie rank gum <laughs> literally... live. Oh no, it's you mukbang. Literally nothing left to do in modern society but ranking gum. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? The A tier oh, is gonna be the the big blocks of gum that the the orphans were paid in a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. Yeah. Like at, at the miserable mill, it's just a big block of gum. Holy shit! Oh, going off that, did you guys read that series to completion? I read yeah. the last book. I read all of them, and I watched the series on Netflix, and I watched the movie with Jim Carrey. So, I saw I saw the movie with Jim Carrey. I did not see the series on Netflix. How was the series on? The series Netflix? is is so good. Um, okay. I know we're kind of skipping around here. I'm not going to recommend it for buddies. Recommend, but I do okay. recommend that show. Okay, uh, it's got Patrick Warburton in it as Lemony Snicket, doesn't it? No, yeah. it's got. I thought Neil Patrick Harris was Lemony Snicket. No, no, no. Neil no. Patrick Harris was uh, Count Olaf. Yep. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I always forget. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Whoops. That's cool. Yeah. It was one of those series where, like, I, like, read through the first half of it, 
and then dropped out completely, read the last book, and then later in my life was like, oh yeah, what happened to that series? And I went and looked it up, and it still didn't make any sense. It, like, And all the like ancillary details around the core story of yeah. like... The VFD is the volunteer fire department. They're like mm-hmm. secret spies, but also like other stuff. But we're not going to answer any of those questions for you. No, I I remember that series, like reading it as a kid. Like I bet if I went back and read them all the way through, there'd be like a bunch of stuff, obviously, that I, you know, I would pick up on now that I wouldn't get, you know, when I was a kid reading those. But I do remember like they were almost like a Tim Burton Oh yeah, version of like a kid's novel. Like it, it's that kind of like creepy but yet endearing um, aesthetic that was like really popular um, it, from the mid '90s to like the late 2000s. Here is a question I have, and I don't know if you guys know this. What did they ever mean with the wet noodle? Because that was one of those things they would like threaten the kids with halfway through. Like, oh, we'll beat you with a wet noodle. It's like, are you talking like pasta? Are you talking like a pool noodle? Like, what what are you talking about? I always thought it was like a wet towel or like some kind of like rope. Rubber pants? Yeah, you got you got me, dude. I don't know. Wet noodles are scary, man. Yeah, man. Just that word is like creepy and scary at the same time. Dude, noodle is yeah. such a great word though. Like use your noodle. noodle. It's like it's like almost the perfect word for like what it actually looks like too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, if you heard the word noodle for the first time and you had never seen a noodle before and then you saw one, you, you'd yeah. be like, you know what? That does look like a noodle. Yeah, you'd be like, you know, yeah, that's a noodle. Yeah, sure. Why not? The, the universe has <laughs> aligned perfectly in this one moment. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's where we can see the true sublime beauty. Of the natural world. Pasta is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Oh, it's great. Oh, the question the answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. 42 is the answer. That's the how much pasta you should have. 42. How many noodles? <laughs> to reach enlightenment. 42. 42 noodles. If you have 43 noodles, you're done. You're dead for it. You're going you know? you just, you just, You just lost the game. Okay. That, mm, that, mm, that, mm. Well, we're going to move on to Better Buddies Recommend because I I lost the game and I don't like that. Oh, you're man. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> God, damn it. You're welcome. I, I remember I saw, I was watching YouTube and it, it had been like years since I'd heard someone mention the game. Maybe close to like 10. I was watching a YouTube video or maybe it was a TikTok and it was a guy... And he came on the screen, and it was like, you just lost the game. And it's like, oh, you bitch. The God, game lives game. on. <laughs> game um, uh, but Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Does anybody have anything they want to start us with? I do. I have one. Yeah, go. That way Matt and I know how much time we have left. Yeah, yeah we're timing you, James. <laughs> I would say um, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. I know that's um, that's a very like basic uh, kind of literary recommendation, but I have read um, a book by him before uh, called Breakfast of Champions, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I think Wendy's? 
it's kind of, yeah i mean like it, it's hard to explain like kurt vonnegut to people who might like haven't read him before he's very like closest i could come is like an american douglas adams mm. guy wrote hitchhiker's guy in the galaxy before douglas adams you know was on the scene um it's it's very scattered it's very kind of like um that it, it's very dry american humor which you don't really find a whole lot of um so i would recommend slaughterhouse five i just started reading it a few days ago i'm maybe like a third of the way through and i like his writing quite a bit i really really do um i think you know that some people are like ah he's too kind of like mimetic or too scattered and i could definitely see like his writing is definitely not like not like he tells a normal story he's very into the whole like oh like, like i'm gonna challenge you know like we're gonna break the fourth wall like all the time and stuff like that and there's not a whole lot of actual um description in his writing from what i've read it's, it, it's from the stuff i've read from him it's very kind of like a point by point going from one thing to the other but I think as an at least it is a, as an American you should read him. I think he's he's a he's a genuinely interesting voice um to read in literature um that you don't see a whole lot of. So Slaughterhouse I would five. recommend Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse 5. Cool. And just Kurt Vonnegut chat. Uh sounds odd. It's uh yeah, I mean it's well it's like uh it's like you said, it's an American Douglas Adams before Douglas Adams existed. Yeah, it's basically like, and Slaughterhouse-Five, from what I know of, is basically about, it's like about a guy who's become, like, um, unmoored or unanchored in time. So he is, like, flitting between time periods of his life. Like, he's seen his own birth, his own death. He's been a spectator in, like, all these events. Um, and it's partially based off of some of Vonnegut's experiences, because Vonnegut was a prisoner of war in a German POW camp that happened to house him in a slaughterhouse, I mm. believe. I, I think that's the genesis of it. I could be totally, totally wrong. So don't, please don't quote me on that. But um, I'm going to quote you on it, that. Please do. It's, it's a really... James, you dead? James is dead. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you want to recommend or shall I? Uh, well, I'm kind of worried about what happened to James. He'll be fine. It's like the universe knew that he would just go on too long about Kurt Vonnegut and was just like, yep, gone. Get out of here. Um, so I I thought I would be pretty just basic in my, uh, like, recommendation. Uh, because, uh, this past week, um... Alex Trebek passed away. So I've been watching quite a bit of uh, Jeopardy just as... Nice. Like... Yeah. Homage to... Remember uh, the good times. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I loved Jeopardy growing up. I'm a huge fan of trivia and um, just Jeopardy in general. And... I don't know. It was just a... Yeah, if you like trivia, Jeopardy, and, and yeah, Jeopardy. Yeah, I, I was, I never really watched Jeopardy, but some like 
Jeopardy Let's Play videos on YouTube I watched and like between that and cultural osmosis kind of like realized like oh Alex Trebek is a cultural touchstone for some people so and like the last like couple of year year or two he's year and a half maybe he'd been fighting cancer so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well and it was like Everybody knew that he was fighting cancer, but, like, just hearing about it was just like, oh, damn you, 2020, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was just another one of those moments where it was like, oh, wow. Okay. We were in the darkest timeline. Yeah. James, did you have anything important to say about Vonnie yet before you got uh, dropped? No. Okay, no, just check would, them. Just recommend people read them. Uh, my recommendation this week, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. It's the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's time travel, but it's not like a super convoluted, keep going back to the past sort of time travel. It's a, we're starting in the past and we're just kind of jumping our way forwards. Um... <laughs> One of my favorite Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters is in it, and he's he's in the last, like, three seasons of the show, I think. His name is Enoch, and he, the guy who plays him plays it perfectly of this very straightforward uh, android who's, like, discovered a little bit of human emotion, but hasn't developed express it, like expression for it. So, he has humor and can feel, like, sadness or joy, but it's never like a, Oh, guys, I'm so happy to see you. It's like, pulls up in the car and says, Please get in if you wish to continue your current existence. (laughs) And, like, everyone's like, Oh, we're so happy to see you. He's like, Yes, I am overjoyed to see you as well. Please buckle up as this vehicle will be going at high speeds. So, the actor just plays it perfectly. Did they give a reason as to why his name is Enoch? Uh, they don't give, like, a reason, but his species are the Chronicoms, which is a group of, like, robots who are supposed to, like, oh, we just kind of hang out and watch time and monitor things. But then their planet got destroyed and they decided, mm, we're going to take Earth. But if we take Earth, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are going to be a thorn in our side and try and stop us. So we're going to go back in time. And destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. so they won't be a problem. Oh. Is the whole season out? Yes, it's on Netflix. So they're actually the good guys, right? Because at that point, S.H.I.E.L.D. is still Hydra? Um. I mean, at that point in history is like, they start in the 1950s. Like, oh. so it's like the the first the first episode they start in like the 1950s before Shield has actually been established, or maybe it was even no they start in the 1940s, like 30s or 40s, Prohibition era before Shield exists because World War Two hasn't happened yet. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and of course because it's Agents of Shield, Coulson is back as a life model <laughs> decoy robot clone. But nice. Clark Gregg is such a fun actor that it, it doesn't matter. I'm surprised they didn't just, like, use a crawl 
to like instead of like a clone robot you know what i mean because they had introduced crawls with captain marvel so you'd think they would um as i understand it it's one of those like timeline divergences where because the because the show kind of went and did its own thing they're not in contact with fury or any of the scrolls so mm-hmm. they don't know that that's a thing um, well they don't i mean they, they wouldn't have to know that that's a thing to like still have it be a thing right i mean I yeah correctly? like because i don't know no I, I get what you're saying and part of it was I think part of it was that like Coulson had technically been dead already, but because of some shenanigans with the Ghost Rider spirit, like another evil entity saw his form and took his form in season six and regained mm. its memory at the end of season six of like, oh, I'm actually this evil entity. I'm not this dude who looks like Coulson. And so they kill him. And then the very last episode of season six, the Enoch and Fitzsimmons are like, hey, the Crotacons are about to mess up time. We need someone who has knowledge of S.H.I.E.L.D. history to guide us around. Robot Coulson. Oh. Because Coulson was a historian in his original S.H.I.E.L.D. training. I'm glad you recommended Season 7 so you could spoil Season 6 for everybody. It's (laughs) been out for over a year. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't... I mean, that's fair, I guess, but also. I mean, they don't. Alert. They don't upload to Netflix until like six months after the last episode comes out. So, it's been like a year. Well, and a, it's been probably like two years since season six came out. I feel like that's a difficulty too with stuff like this. Is like, <clears throat> it's like, uh, especially with Netflix shows. Um, you got to be a dedicated fan. Like, you got to be able to keep up. I'm not saying, like, obviously, you know, spoilers should be, like, allowed, but it's, like, I don't know. But you kind of got to stay on top of it if you, you don't. You got to, because it's just going to keep coming out. And if you're someone who was, like, an Ancient of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, like, three years ago, but haven't caught up, it's, like, that. Well, and right. it doesn't help that, like, especially with, like, geek, or what, I, what I've seen with, like, geek and nerd topics is the news sites are so desperate for any article to get you to click that they will mine a single episode for everything they can. They think they can create a paragraph article about. So even if you don't click those articles, you're still seeing like images and spoilery stuff for shows you want to enjoy. So you either have to like stay on top of the show or just stop caring as much. Mm. Fair, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some humorous and some real advice. I'm going to be honest with you, I did not read any of the questions beforehand. That's okay. There's one question here that I'm very excited to get to, but I want to save it to, like, simmer, because I know it's coming. Uh, So we're going to start with the first question of, what do you say to men to attract them? Um, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we, 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 
I feel like men are so simple. You just have to look at us and we'll be attracted to you. <laughs> like, well, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's like that. And it's also, again, I think I've said this before. I think it's the fact that, like, most men just aren't used to being, um, like, complimented. A yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the kind of weird dichotomy I feel like between, like, the male and, like, female experiences. Like, most women are, like, inundated for the most part with, like, um, attention and i don't mean that just in like a romantic or sexual sense i mean just overall yeah. they're better at maintaining they're better at maintaining their social groups than like guys are um uh and guys are the opposite where it's like they're better at um like maintaining their kind of like individual status but that comes at the price of like you know loss of like affection and attention and things like I that so i, I don't I don't think that's true. I don't think it's the social groups that men have. Because, yeah, I, I mean, we're literally, we've been friends for, like, eight years, dude. Like, yeah. what What do you mean? What do you mean? No, it's, I, that's fair. I think, I mean, more as in, like, immediate and consistent social contact. Like, I know my sister will still reach out to people. Um, I don't know. I feel like women are just better at that stuff. Like, and I'm not trying to. No, to, I think. Yeah. I think you're the only one of our friend group that's bad at that stuff. No, and that's yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, I literally fair. think that I, I literally but think it's only you. I here's where I think I, I kind of get where James is coming from. And what I think it is, having never been a woman, um Damn. men don't receive that attention as often. So we don't know what to do with it we don't know how to we we know we're supposed to approach mm-hmm. but we don't know what to what to do with attention once we've got it women wind up receiving attention both wanted and unwanted and are by the sheer nature of the game forced into learning to handle that i think it's yeah. just statistics right it's it's like like women uh have a plethora of people to choose from basically and then when a guy if if you want to attract a guy all you have to do is be like you don't even have to talk to them you just have to like walk up and ask is this seat taken no 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 you you don't even have to do that like all jokes aside literally nothing you don't have to do anything to attract a guy you did Chances are the guy's already attracted to you. You just have to like, like, I I don't know. Is chances are that that's the case, right? But, like, and I, then I I feel like that's the problem though, because a lot of guys, like a lot of women, might have experienced like both emo- emotional and physically intimate like relationships. Um, so there's a kind of like value judgment that comes along with that, whereas like a lot of guys haven't and that's the issue with like a lot of guys is that they will confuse and merge like romantic and sexual attraction into like one thing so guys will assume like oh like you know it's like oh this girl smiled at me at the bar like oh my god that means that she's like down to fuck or whatever and it's like no like like she's operating in in a different space than you like for her that gesture is something that's just might be like a more friendly like Hey, what's up? Um, right. I think we're not 
this isn't the answer. This isn't answering the question, though, James. This is us talking about. What do you say to me? Completely different. Yeah, that's fair. I I would say. I I know what to say. I know what you say. Hey, I got some bionicles in my car. (laughs) Hey. I mean, that would attract me, honestly. (laughs) I, I mean, I, dude, I love me some bionicles. Give me the mask of Moto Nui. Like, come on, dude. Did you just say Moto? But I don't know. I don't know what it's. I'm, I'm dumb. Dare you insult my culture? This I, you know, I, 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 I fucked up. Uh, what, what, what is it called? Mata. Mata. Oh, I think all That's you have to. I'm stupid. All, I knew that. <laughs> all you have to do, I think, to really engage a guy, is just ask him what he's interested in. Like, if you approach, I, I do not even think you have to do that. No. Look, like, like, we don't even know. Like, are we talking sexually attract? Because. Uh, if they're sexually attracted to you, like, yeah, no. you're gonna know. And if if you're talking like just attract them to you, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, just take care of yourself. Be you know, just hygiene. Uh, you know, just normal human things, right? Like, be a confident, uh, functioning adult. No, that's yeah. that's a good point. Is like, what type of attraction are you looking for? You're looking for like a genuine romantic partnership or are you looking for just like a one-night stand because if you're looking for a one-night one night stand then it's like the bar is very low like you really don't have to say or do much to attract a guy but yeah that was, was that was something i just thought of, of like what men do you want to attract is going to change your approach a lot if you don't care you you may have you may have an easier time finding a man if you don't care it may not necessarily be a man you want but if you care, you might have to work a little bit harder for it. Yeah, I feel like that's also the problem, though, like, that a lot of women face is, like, they do just end up attracting, like, unwanted attention. And that's definitely something as, like, a guy I take for granted where I can go out to a bar. One, I can go to a bar uh, out to a bar on my own. Yeah. And not, not right. worry about, like, being accosted for the most part, you know? Like, that's definitely something that I have, like, as a card to play um so it really depends like if you're a moderately attractive woman you go out to a bar like you will you know probably if you've done that already you will probably attract like some kind of male attention so it really depends what type of guy you kind of like want to attract and then uh, but it also it also matters too like what are your you know what are your interests like, are there any intersecting interests? That so, you have? I think the final point to make here is be safe. Yeah, be safe. Be safe. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, yes, but also, like, that's not even. I'm so confused. We're answering not the question that was asked. But okay, it's like I mean, you answer because the question is no, so general. No, no, James, James, let's let's take a step back though, because I I understand Matt's frustration. Yeah. I'm not we went... I'm just saying this. We're talking like hypothetical, like social experiment. When it's just like hot, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty simple, straightforward question. And I think we should give the straightforward answer instead of like social experimenting, thought experimenting. Like, well, what's the answer then? Just be yourself. Just like again, just shower. 
uh, brush your teeth, be yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll attract the people that you're supposed to attract. Probably, you know, you'll attract some people you don't want to attract, but it'll all happen. Like, and there we don't go. have to. We don't have to like argue about how, like, a lot of men are shitty about their advances. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I feel like. The, the question itself is just general enough to not warrant that. Plus, we don't have any experience being a female. So us talking on that for like 10 minutes, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel genuine to me for us to put ourselves into the the mind of a, a woman who's trying to attract, you know? Yeah. Like, we can just speak as a man this is what we're attracted to. That's okay. I would, I would say as a guy, if I was sitting at a bar and a girl came up to me and started like asked, it's a sim- like simple shit. Like what kind of books do you read? What, what movies do you like? I will be interested. I rarely get that type of conversation in bars. That does not happen. Um, yeah. And that where me as like a working guy, I will meet most people. I unfortunately, most people who are like dating quote unquote material, I will meet in bars. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say then like really genuinely ask them what they're interested in. Um, guys will talk forever and you're going to be able to suss out pretty quickly, not just what he's talking about, but how he's talking about it. Like, like, you know, what <laughs> I don't like guys will talk forever as Jay. <laughs> As Sorry, 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 sorry. So yeah, that's <laughs> excuse me. That's my fault. Excuse me, Jesus Christ, that's God's sign. Just, just ask them what they're interested in. That's the best advice I can give you. Just ask just them. Just talk like, to them, man. Just yeah, talk just to what's, us. Yeah, talk what's to your us. favorite? Your favorite movie? Favorite book? What do you like? Just ask there you them. go. That's that easy. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, yeah. See, simple Ooh. question, simple answer, dude. All right. There's always there's a James, complex framework behind even James, We have yeah, the simple we don't answer. Have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it because why did why did you open the can, it. James? The can of worms was closed. We were moving on, and you open the can. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm right. just saying, just talking about that requires us to like put ourselves into the, you know, and we just don't know. We just don't have that experience being a woman, like trying to attract a guy. We just have our own experience of being the guy that is. So let's say either attracted or not attracted. That's that was my point. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our next question. Oh yeah, what what is the next question? The next question: Can a fourteen-year-old fight a ten-year-old? Further details. I'm five <laughs> foot seven, and the ten-year-old is around four foot nine. Am I too tall for him? <laughs> RJ, is this is this a personal question? Do you want to fight it like a ten year old? Well, I'm not fourteen, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not a, it's not a question of height; it's a question of age. Like I, I would say, I mean, unless you really don't like that ten year old or they're related to you, then just don't fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, why? I'm confused though. Like, why? What did this ten-year-old do to where you're asking on the internet if you should beat the crap out of him? As it's five foot seven, 
14 year old and the you're trying to you're trying to beat up a four foot whatever ten year old. Like well, ten year old looked him in the eye and said, "Hey, you want to fight?" But you're you're in high school, dude. You're like eighth grade high. You're eighth grade, ninth grade, probably. <clears throat> why? Literally, why? And the ten year olds in fifth grade. I, again, I would say like unless it's you're related to them or like they or really it ensures your place in the colony. Yeah, like, yeah, and then you can fight. Yeah, you'll have the advantage. That's the nice thing to know. But yeah, I would say like, I, yeah, I yeah, don't, don't don't fight him. Yeah, just don't. make love, not Warcraft. Don't do that don't either. Make, don't make love to a ten-year-old, please. Nope. No, 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 no. That's not honestly not what I meant. You, I know. I, it was a reference to the yeah. the South Park title. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. Uh... But yeah, don't don't fight anybody. Yeah, cool. don't, fight. don't fight. I mean, the 10-year-old's, like, 10. probably super cool and awesome. You guys would probably be best friends in, like, yeah. 10 years. Yeah, come on. Um, so, yeah, don't fight. Next question. We're going to skip around a little bit. Simple question, simple answer, James. Like that? <laughs> no framework to be. There's always a framework, Matt. God damn it. No, but keep going. So our next question, does it take more strength to throw someone than to carry them? Further details. Do you have to be stronger to throw someone by the arm off of their feet into the air than to lift them and carry them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I mean, just by the sheer mechanics of it, like, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe lifting and carrying them is, like, stronger sustained strength, but definitely lifting and throwing somebody, like an adult human person or an average person, that takes a fucking lot to throw anyone, like, any significant, you know, yeah. uh, length. So, yeah. I have to, I have to agree, because this is the physics of it, right? Because if you're, if you're picking up somebody to carry them, I mean... You're, I mean, depending on how you lift it, but most of that is going to be your like legs, right? You're picking them up with your legs, and then their their weight is distributed like throughout your body to through your base, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you pick somebody up to throw them, you're picking them up a, probably away from your body. Uh, even if you're close to your body, you're still at like a fulcrum, right? Where you pick them up uh, and you're like actively throwing them away. So the, the weight actually gets further away from your body. So you would have to use more strength because the fulcrum is back like towards your shoulder, right? Yeah. So you pick them up and then you throw them and that's just... Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say a similar thing, Matt, of physics. Like, if you're standing and the person standing in front of you, and you're trying to like throw them, it's so much harder than like picking them up and spinning with them to get the momentum going. Like Mario with Bowser in the mm-hmm. N64, he doesn't just like throw Bowser off; he grabs by the tail and spins to get that momentum, and then all the work is just on like Bowser flinging himself off. Right, right, because because uh, when you carry someone, the only work that you're doing is in the actual motion to pick them up. 
Because when you're carrying them, you're doing no work at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm confused why this is in the advice section. Like, do you need advice on how to throw somebody or how to, like... I'm, I'm trying to remember, but it was not only in the advice... It's not only in the advice section on our show. It was on Yahoo Answers under the Family and Relationships section. And I think if I remember <laughs> enough, it was under the friendship section. That's awesome. <laughs> I need to know how strong I have to be to either to throw a ten year old. Oh my friend. Oh oh it's the same guy. The the, the fourteen year old is like, should I just pick him up and carry him and then drop him somewhere? Or should I throw him? <laughs> uh he got enough yes answers on should I fight this 10-year-old that he's like, okay, next question. Should I pick him up or should I throw him? How strong do I have to be to throw him? <laughs> uh, there we go. I like this. I like this continuity. We're keeping that. It's also a good thing James is back in time for this next question. Because it's the one I've been sitting on. And James is about to get so much shit. Oh, no. <clears throat> The question oh. is, how many times can a friend bail on you before you give up on them? <laughs> hey! You know what's funny? is like, I don't, I mean, it's funny because James, duh. Well, but like, sorry, sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it's worth noting, James, you have gotten better in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'd like to think my commitment has gotten better, but I still acknowledge that my rate of attendance to promises made is uh, not great. <laughs> I mean, you are you are you are uh, like traveling uh, soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, it, it probably helps a little bit that you stopped living with your family, because yeah. like. I know there were. I know there were some instances where you'd say, "Oh, I can't family stuff." You didn't have family stuff. Oh yeah, no. We know. I, used, I used that as, as an excuse all the time. Oh yeah, I, I think like family uh, stuff. My asshole, dude. In terms of in terms of like the ratio to, and, and this is coming from someone who bails or flakes a lot, um, relatively speaking. Like from me and my perspective if that happened with you guys, like I wouldn't hold it against you, but to be fair, that is also my perspective as somebody who's been like in the hole uh, in terms of like flaking or bailing. So that's like, that's where I'm coming from. Is like, um, just that, uh, I that, won't hold it that. against you so that you don't hold it against me. Basically. Like, I, I think like the, the thing with any good friendship or relationship is it's relatively unconditional. It's like, no matter what really happens, like, it's a bond that can't be necessarily, like, shaken um, or given up. Um, but I do acknowledge, like, there's sometimes people who are just shitty friends or shitty partners or stuff like that. And uh, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, just put up with a bunch of, you know, abuse or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm kind of coming from. So the number's in the thousands. Something like that. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> Depends on your commitment to the person. Depends on like how much you know you really value their their friendship and like how much they've given to you in the time that you've known them. Like if they're just kind of manipulative and you get the feeling that like uh like 
feel like this person is just my friend when it's convenient. And it's like, ah, that's, you know, that's, that's questionable. But yeah. I think friendships are, are founded in kind of an, a mutual understanding and, a, and a, an accumulated history of like, okay, like, no matter what happens, like, you know, it's going to be all right. I would also add on slightly this, make sure you're checking your, like, frame of reference because if it's like oh they bailed on me like three times in the last two weeks mm-hmm. versus like oh they bailed on me three times in the last year the the last year that's not very many times to bail on you the last two weeks there could be something going on in their private life that you don't know about yeah that's the other thing too i think i learned a long time ago especially being on the end of getting flaked on by certain people. <clears throat> but uh, you just gotta let people, like, choose to be there for you, right? You can't force them to be there, right? You could, I mean, like, you can stop in- inviting them, I guess, but, like, the amount of times that they can flake on you before you quote unquote give up on them, like that shouldn't be a number that you should actively think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it should, I, I agree with what James is saying. It's just, it's just a mutual respect thing. If you feel like they're not respecting you by flaking on you, then yeah, like uh, just tell them that Just say, Hey, I feel like you, and this is why we make fun of James for it, is because we've had so many conversations uh, individually and as a friend group, just, hey, James, kind of shitting the bed as a friend. Like, well, I mean, like, we can talk about it, but, like, wh- why why give up on somebody for something as... I mean, I guess I'm the kind of person who wouldn't give up on anybody unless they really like hurt me, you know, or like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like the number of times, as long as they don't flake on you for the big stuff, right? Like, like I swear to God, James, if you don't make it to my wedding, if oh, I, no. When I ever get married, I swear to God, I will flay you so, no, I, just forever. I literally will that's hunt you down and kill you. I don't know what to say, but like, but like the other stuff, it's like, oh, like, hey, come to my, uh, come to the. Oh, you know what's funny is like James. James actually came to my apartment to to hang out. And he was like ringing the doorbell, and I was just—I literally was just like zoned out, just doing something, and I didn't hear my doorbell. And he was like, "Oh, hey, I guess I'll have to find a different time to come over." So it's not like a—I like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should give up on anybody, other than if they're like really abusive, really manipulative, or really just shitty in general but for the most part most people aren't shitty they're just busy with stuff yeah and i was just gonna add on that like 
we had all those talks with James, and eventually they worked. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely like a wake up call for. I I think it it also depends too on how people process like affection. Um, like yeah, I think absolutely. For me, like um, a big part of just not only how I was raised, but also like how I started to kind of like develop myself, like through some of the stuff I went through as a kid is like valuing personal autonomy over um, certain other things, which, which isn't healthy at, at all times. But um, there's like a mutual understanding with a lot of people that I really care about where it's like, yeah, like, you know, we might make this agreement. We might do this thing. Um, if you show up, cool. If not, that's fine. Like, I understand you have stuff going on. It sucks when you do make plans with somebody and they don't like fucking show. Like I know how shitty that feels. Um, so that's that is the difficulty with me is like navigating that spot because it's like um, it is an exercise in empathy. It's like oh whatever, like they'll get over it. But at the same time, it's like well, how would I feel? You know, if I just fucking did that. So it's it's definitely like something that I am going to be continually like striving to be relatively better at. For sure. We appreciate it, James. Yeah, <laughs> we do. I think I think that's a good... I think that's probably a good one to end on. Good that James was the person to get the last word in there on that topic. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we have one more segment quick before we close out the show. We're bringing it back after a long hiatus. Shouting into the void. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> Options this oh week include god. Pizza Hut. Sylvester Stallone or Paul Bettany, who played the Vision in the Marvel Avengers movies. My vote is actually going to be for uh, Paul Bettany. Um, I feel like because uh, I did get introduced to him as the Vision, but I found out recently he's just been in a bunch of different like movies and stuff like that, and I feel like he's one of those actors who's kind of like popped up but not really recognized. I feel Wait. like. What you you were introduced to him as Vision? Did you never watch Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger and Paul Bettany and uh, Alan Tudyk? I didn't. Oh my god, that's that's actually where I first saw Paul Bettany. I'm pretty sure was was that movie. Well, and he was in uh, he was in um, A Solo. Beautiful Mind as well and solo and all that other stuff so i would say like i'm glad that he as an actor is getting recognition i actually like um his performances i think he's a, a pretty like genuine character so that would be my uh vote that sound good to you matt yeah no 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 awesome. i absolutely i absolutely love uh paul bettany as an actor one little tidbit i want to share that i I think it's true, but it's out of the internet, so maybe it's not. Uh, mm. Apparently, just before he got the role of the voice of Jarvis in the first Iron Man, he'd been told his career was basically over. If I mean, homeless or something? I mean, to be fair, uh, that seems like a lot. Well, not a lot, but like quite a few of Marvel actors, right? Because if you look at RDJ, mm. his life was pretty rocky for for a bit there and then uh you know it was john favreau's like big break and i'm not well, maybe not big break but it was like that franchise is what propelled him to like household name oh yeah 
Yeah, like, I mean, other than Elf, I would say. Because he directed and he was in that movie. But even that, I didn't find out he did Elf until after I knew him from Iron Man. That's Sarah yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like Elf is popular enough to where quite a few people also knew that he did that, right? Because it's... Oh, yeah. It's honestly probably what got him that Iron Man job. For yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, like, people knew his name from that, and they would have at least recognized it, like, subconsciously from the poster. Well, so, what do we want to say to Paul Bettany? Um, That's a good question. I'm super rusty, because it's been... <laughs> well, I haven't been on the podcast a lot recently, and when I have, we haven't done Shout to the Void. So, um... Um... Say, uh... <laughs> something something corny about Vision in 2020? No. I don't know. I, what if I, what if I put that? Something corny about Vision in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, why not? Sometimes okay. I come up with good shit even when I'm not coming up with good shit. You know what I mean? That's when the best shit comes up. <laughs> I'm gonna hashtag it WandaVision. Hashtag WandaVision so people see. Oh man. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, we got two likes on that, uh, on that tweet you made about us going live. That's neat. I should, oh. I should probably like that. My tweet? Yeah. That's crazy. Now it's at three because I liked it. Alright. Let's check it out. I did, I did tweet. Unfortunately, I don't think um we had too many viewers but that's fine that's fine uh something corny about vision in 2020 <laughs> i hate it um yeah everybody uh be sure to follow better buddies at twitter.com slash better budcast yeah, speaking of those plugs matt do you want to do you want to plug your show before i go into my ending oh I go uh, end spiel yeah, I suppose I could plug, uh, my name is, uh, Maddie underscore misplays on twitch.tv. Uh, I stream every day except for Sunday. Um, and, uh, I'm doing another 24-hour charity stream, uh, in nine days. Well, I, I guess in, we're recording this on the 11th. Uh, and this will be released on the 13th. So in exactly one week, um, on the 20th, I'll start a 24-hour charity stream for Meals on Wheels America. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, finally getting some charity to your uh, home country, huh? <sighs> what are you talking about? I did I did charity to uh, the Trevor Project, and I did charity to uh, One Up on Cancer, which is also based in America. So I don't know what you mean. No, no, nope. Your only charity stream has been the one where you were helping a British charity. Yeah, you I might. literally didn't do that one because I got <laughs> cut from it. What are you talking about? Uh, thank you both of you for joining us this week as I gloss over that awkward moment. Um, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. And we're also now on, um, oh, what's the other one? Hang on. I got to double check. I got an email about it. We're on, a uh, Pandora. We're on oh, Pandora we're now. we're on Pandora? That's crazy. Yeah, but apparently you got to do a bunch of, like, hashtags and social copies and, and, like, adding Pandora anytime you post. 
So we might be off Pandora in like a week. Um, you know what? It was fun while it lasted, Pandora. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, we got our social medias, Better Buddies on Facebook. Go like the Facebook page. We have our Twitter account, at BetterBudCast. That's Twitter. You can use the hashtag BetterBuddies when tweeting about the show. And we have our email, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send in questions you need answered. Uh, hate mail, fan mail, hate art, fan art, uh, declarations of love that you need read aloud, or f- gum flavors that we need to try once we get a thousand, get a hundred downloads. Yeah, honestly, tweet at us whether you're a gum or a mint person, and then, or if you like putting other things in your mouth for your oral fixations. Yeah, that's not well, maybe okay. Well. Sorry. You, no, it's all good. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea, Matt. So I was just going to say, like, yeah, tweet at us which one you choose, gum or mint. We'll read off the results at next week's uh, icebreaker. And uh, we'll just do that going forward. Every icebreaker. Tweet at us you know what's your funny? answer, and we'll, we'll see what happens. You know what's really funny is icebreakers is also a mint, but they do they do have icebreakers gum. Oh, Oh, that's good. There we go. Perfect. I'm just saying. We're just on brand. Icebreakers, sponsor us. And uh, reach out on the social medias. Get Share this with your friends. It does. It takes literally like one click to share a social media post. And if we get to 100 downloads on a single episode, we're going to review some gum types. So get over to people listen. Super cheers. Last but not least, be a better buddy. Be a butter Betty. Cool, 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 cool. There we go. Thanks. Hey, James, you did a really good job. Thank um, you. There were only a few questions where you were like... Off tangent, yeah. Not That's off cool. tangent, just repeating the same stuff, but like taking three years to say it. Uh, I gotta do my end spiel because I'm probably going to end my stream here. So thank you to RJ for uh, inviting me and... Uh, keeping the topics away from uh politics and non-streamer friendly stuff and james that was part of the reason why i didn't want to do like social experiment thought yeah yeah, i suspected that i'm sorry about that holy shit okay no 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 it's fine like i get it i just don't like i said i just don't think that no it didn't occur to me until after we kind of gotten there i was like oh right but no, no, no. I think, I think, I think it went. I think it went great. 